And we are in. And I am leveled up. You could be more leveled. Yeah. Talk more. Hey, everybody. We're here in Buffalo, New York for the Frozen Final Four. We've got the hats going up against the jackets. And then later on tonight, we've got the gloves going up against the scarves. And Nathan, you do not want to sleep on those scarves. (laughs) They have kept necks warm for generations. Impractical sometimes, where they can keep your ears, your chin, the top of your head. And even in times of crisis, your nose and lips warm. Oh, yeah. And these kids have been working hard, keeping the city of Nagagansett, New York, nice and excited for this tournament action. They are out in full force. The fans of the Fighting Scarves are here, and they're ready to cheer on their team to victory. After the Scarves absolutely defiled the memory and legacy of the Mittens last night, it's you got to say, this has to be their tournament. Who's going to get in their way? Their jackets? Jackets were looking strong last week. Uh, as they advanced in the tournament by beating the booties. And, of course, we're talking about galoshes, not rumps. But, yes, after that shellacking, you feel like the momentum has to carry over into the second round. The only team that stands in their way, of course, the Beanies. Now, I I picked the Beanies at the beginning of the year. We all did. They struggled midseason after the injury of Guy Lafarte. Uh, and, of course, we don't laugh at his last name. No, we don't. His, Not anymore. We're professional. That's his, how we got this job. His family asked that we put some respect on it, of course, because... Uh, he fell through the ice and perished. A whole lifetime of bad memories associated with the Lafarte name. Lots of giggling and pointing in that family's history, but... And actually, that's, that's just the French-Canadian translation. When they came over from France, of course, they were the Lequeeps. And that's forgotten in the annals of history. And also, they hate when you bring up the annals of history when you <laughs> discuss the Lafart name. <laughs> Dude, so I don't, I don't know if you guys are watching this at home. Uh, <laughs> but but Baylor is playing the UC Santa Barbara hats. <laughs> well, it, when, it's, when the logo is small, it just looks like a hat. It but is. They just showed a bigger version, and there's some eyes poking out. Oh, it's, they're the gauchos. They're the gauchos. You okay, knew that? I did know that, but I, for comedic purposes, I was going with the hats. <laughs> <laughs> festive hats for a festive occasion, of course. March Madness. We love it so much. Each and every year, my wife says she's going to leave me uh, every April because I am still fired up. I can't come down after the tournament action that we endure I remember, all month long. I remember last year when she said, Nathan, I am going to leave you if you do not quit watching March Madness. You said... I bought your ticket. It's on top of the toaster. See you later, toots. I'll be in here rooting on the VCU Richmond Tigers. <laughs> that was when VCU and Richmond teamed up for that one year. <laughs> yeah. Low attendance in both colleges forced them yes. to create one mega team. And uh, obviously heartbroken that they were only able to reach the Elite Eight. A lot of expectations with that uh, mega conglomerate of two campuses. That's when I had to visit that Tokyo organ dealer in order to sell my spleen because I was upside down to the tune of $37,000 after that game. 
<laughs> you had money on the line. All right. Well, I had money on the line. We, we must have different contracts because I am not allowed to bet on these games. Oh, wink, wink. nudge, <laughs> nudge. I've got a buddy who, who hooks me up, and I shouldn't say his name. I call him Gaucho. <laughs> I call him the Hat. I call him Gaucho the Groucho. He's a little bit of a grump. He is not ever happy to answer my calls. That's for sure. Because usually I'm saying. Where is she? Where is she, Ronald? <laughs> well, just tell her to send me a, a text. Let me know that she's alive. Oh, we got a bird in the backyard. Folks. Oh, breaking news. Bird in the backyard up here in beautiful Narragansett, New York. We're in Buffalo. Uh, I mentioned Narragansett, but that was a team in the tournament. And it's also in Rhode Island. Well, that's the, you're going to have to dock my pay for that one. I'll tell you, that was on me. I'm caught up in all of this exciting action. I've never seen a hat beat a bear, except for once. That was in international waters. I a, live bet the bears, by the way. What a fight that must have been. <laughs> yeah, well, the hat was on the bear's head, which means that the bear had to self-tabotage a bit as it attacked the hat and ended up clawing its face up pretty bad and losing an ear. But still, that bear wore that hat for one last day. Good ball movement here <laughs> from the hats <laughs> all around the bend. All around the Mayberry bush, that ball goes, but the monkey does not chase the weasel down the bucket. I'll tell you what, there's nothing I love more than watching and commentating as a bunch of young, hot athletes take to the court and or the ice. I mentioned the Frozen Final Four earlier. Uh, we are currently watching young men play basketball. Either way, I'm in heaven. My wife hates it. She says, you were supposed to be a weatherman. I said, when the sportsman calls in sick, the weatherman has to step up to the plate, and it was a hell of a fit. It fit like a glove, much like the fighting gloves that we'll see later on taking on those scarves. I always like when you call him a sportsman. I've always thought that was good. And, oh, that's a steal. You know what they love on this podcast? When we watch when we, TV. And we do live commentary on a game that happened three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they love. Uh, that was my favorite part of the pods during football season is I would come <laughs> home. you watching football. <laughs> yeah, I would come home hungover and like <laughs> sleep deprived after a weekend. Just be sitting here watching the, 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 the Bolts take on the Colts. And we'd be, you know, trying to recap, and I'd be like, oh, that's a good off-tackle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just random. Not even, like, painting a picture. No, no, no picture. <laughs> yeah. The picture's on the screen that you're watching, and then you just have a little comment or two. And you know what's fun is that the picture inside their head right now is completely created by us. Mm -hmm. As they drive that uh, fortified uh, forklift that they've been working on to get revenge on City Hall... <laughs> As they drive that through downtown. <laughs> oh, shit. We've got a killdozer situation. K -k -k killdozer. 20 years later, somebody's been inspired by the man from Granby. His name escapes me right now. Um, you know who was inspired by that? Hmm. Stefan Williamson. Loved it. Stefan Williamson was like, killdozer rules. Yeah. And he started like figuring out how to get like plate metal. <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's my move now. That was um, on its on its head. It's or on the surface. It's uh, pretty cool. Sounded cool, but I know I've seen some videos of other people that live there, or like journalists from that time, who said that <coughs> that dude kind of sucked. He was pretty. No way. He was pretty well. I mean, it was more <laughs> than like. You mean that anti-establishment loner wasn't fun at parties? Well, I'm just saying that it seemed justified when it when you when you hear the beats. 
of the story, but also um, he had uh, pretty Ooh. much every opportunity to like Ooh. work m- more with the city, and he didn't want to. He asked for like a ridiculous amount of money to uh, sell the property to whatever the concrete plant or whatever was going in across the way, and uh, kind of yeah went mental. But hey, and he was also, um, I think he saw visions of angels and God and sugar plums dancing in his head. He was a wackadoo. Yeah, he was looking at a pretty sick Franzetta painting right before he did it. <laughs> Blacklight painting by Frank Franzetta. And he's like, damn. Lizard smoking a bomb. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Take me to your dealer. <laughs> Take me to church. <laughs> Have you ever done business with a concrete plant? No. Because that's the closest I've ever come to creating chaos and discord in the streets, is having to do business with a concrete plant. Those guys, they're the foundation. At first, they're easy local to work bi- with. Yeah. Then they get they, they toughen up on hard you. as hell. Yeah. yeah. Just immovable. Mm hmm. Unshakable. Speaking of Stefan, I don't know. Have We we, we watched Knuckle last night for the oh 12th my time. Oh, God. Patrick hey. had not watched Knuckle. You guys should check it out. It's on YouTube. It's free on YouTube. There's a yeah. There's some a, some gypsy man posted <laughs> it, and he puts his logo on there like four times. But it's right. very tastefully done. But there's no ads. It's no. tasteful. It's a slow, <laughs> yeah. slow uh, upward scroll. It's not a star swipe. There's no like uh, accompanying laser Hip-hop horns. Track. Yeah. yeah. No, BKB gypsy beats. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting that when yeah. I when the first one came up. I was like, oh, here it comes. Lauren Bagar. If it ain't the BKB Gypsy Beats, the, the ad, ad break for yeah, for his traveling karaoke machine. Uh, but yeah, Knuckle rules. It's the greatest. It was well, just Michael as Douglas good. was a hat in '68. Just as good uh, the thirteenth time as it was the first few times years ago. That might be the fiftieth time I've seen it. Me and Bori and Stefan would just put that on and fall asleep to it at one of our many adult sleepovers when we were mm-hmm. in high school. Oh, really? Remember those days? You were 17, 18 years old? That came out in like 2010. No, it didn't. It must have. No way. There's video from 2009 in it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. You're I know that, I'm dating you're myself. Not that young. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, that came out in eighth grade for me. <laughs> you do date yourself because your wife is busy. Yeah, I do. I date myself a couple times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I a master dater. <laughs> Did you? Oh, in yeah. my house? Oh, yeah. You watch Knuckle with me and Pat, and then you were like, I know, that's it's when a I, nice nightcap. That's when I jacked it. <laughs> you guys didn't notice. No, we were so wrapped up in the gypsy brawling. And they use the term, I'm not being anti-Zygonist. They, <laughs> they, they do. They, they say, say it all traveler. the time. No, they say we're the gypsy king. No. King of the gypsies, king of the travelers. <laughs> I don't think they say gypsy once. Yeah, they say this is the pikey punch. I don't know if they say pikey either. They probably should, right? Pikey, I don't think, is indigenous to Ireland. I think that's more England. of a UK situation. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. That's an that's my impression of an Italian saying okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Roy used to run that show in the mountains. Remember with Brent Gill when he like Brent Gill oh, was yeah. his bottom boy, Breckenridge. He, he made him work for all the scraps from the table, Brecky. And that is a three pointer, and I like that because I live bet the Baylor Bears minus f- f- five and a half at <laughs> halftime. <laughs> um, so yeah, he had that show, and yeah. the guy who ran it was a self avowed pikey, John Scott. I don't, I don't remember the guy's the, name. The little guy, he wore a little hat. Yeah, he had Probably a little hat. Like hat. Yeah, yeah, he was a pikey. Oh. And I remember like talking to him after a show as uh, you know Chuck Roy's hand is wandering further and further up my thigh. 
<laughs> you want to get paid tonight, Sam? Yeah, I want. I want to pay you. If you want to get paid, I gotta get sprayed. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to blast on Chuck to get my money. <laughs> yeah, it's not the. Hey, careful. Don't do any of your agile antics right now. I have to readjust. <laughs> I don't want to look at the TV screen. I oh, look yeah. At, I want to look at you. Yeah, I don't want to watch the TV either. No, you, oh, nice bounce pass. You look, and then I'll watch you. <laughs> yeah, watch it in my eyes. I watch the, <laughs> the reflection of your glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I remember hanging out after the show, and that guy uh, just walking me through all the different like branches of the uh, the Romani family tree throughout Europe. Mm. And me being like, "This is great, man!" And then Chuck being like, "We got to go, kid. Yeah, we got to get, get out of here." And I was like, "What? Leave me alone, you old! <laughs> 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 Leave me alone, you old show producer! You, <laughs> you gaucho! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was a groucho, wasn't he? God, what a what a bummer he was! Yeah, we... Chuck Roy was a great comedian, but not a great hang. Yeah, he had a lot going on. You loved him. You were one of his fucking we got boys. Very, well, we got very close. I was a part of his like." morning show it was like half podcast half because it wasn't some of them were alive no we recorded them and we he's like i was I, I was a recurring character on will and grace kid yeah give me some respect over here i sold popcorn on frazier all right <laughs> i was the popcorn vendor on caroline in the city i was the he was popcorn always the, he's always a popcorn vendor got, on every he, nbc sitcom he got pigeonholed a little bit <laughs> he did and that wasn't his fault well those pigeons kept getting stuck in his hole <laughs> he'd be like come on kid spray me <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you and uh, you and Sharpie, you guys fell into his web, and I think that he, he was threatened by me, so he never took me in close. Mm. I remember once when Brody Stevens did that show at uh, what was that Castleman's. called Castleman's, and I we were on that show. That's yeah. where the meet and greet I'll, happened. I'll never forget. Yeah, that night, Brody, yeah. Brody was so funny. I was so glad that he did like an hour and fifteen. Yeah, that was an Andy of, Jewett joint. It was the Chuck Roy show. Yeah. yeah. With uh, Jewett co-producing and world's youngest yeah, grandfather, Andy Jewett, me, you, Kob, Troy Walker, were all in the, the stars. B- were we there. should have been closer because <laughs> the room was huge and not and there full. were fourteen people there. <laughs> yeah, but we were in the back and being just, respectful, just loving it, uh-huh. just looking at each other. I'm Brody now. We all stole his stuff. We all started doing Brody after. Yeah, we all. Three oh three. I remember I said eight one eight, despite having a three oh three tattoo on my wrist. I'd point and say eight one eight till I die, and they'd go, "What are you talking about?" I'd be like, "Oh, it says wow." That's where the wow thing came from. Mm, yeah, You're, you covering up your lines. I've dusted that one off recently. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I had shit. to at that corporate event. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got off stage at that Chuck Roy show and went to like walk by. And Chuck like had his hand up, and I went for a high five, and he pulled it away, and he said, "You were supposed to do ten. You did ten fifteen, kid." And I was like, "All right, ten minutes fifteen seconds." Yeah, he was pissed. I did fifteen seconds no more. No way. Yes. No. Hundred percent. I thought I was. I went for a high five, and he pulled it away, and said, "You did fifteen seconds more, kid." Why do? You, why do you do? Because he hated me because I looked like him and did crowd work. Yeah. I was young, cool him, and all the boys wanted to suck me for a while. <laughs> All, all the boys, yeah. Trader Gay, were mm-hmm. lining up for a mouthful of your tasty delight. Yeah, say, Sam, come on, let me get some of that cannoli cream. I think he tried to neg me in Breckenridge. He tried to once. peg you, I to, think. I, well, I, yeah, he <laughs> he got me all fired up, and I think he maybe thought it was going to turn into passion, but I, instead I was like, passion. I'm going to leave now. Oh, wow. He just made it seem like I was, I think I've told this story on the pod, but... 
we were in Breckenridge talking to a bartender about how we were in comics in Denver. He didn't know us, but he, I think he had was in Denver a lot or something. And then when we went to leave, he went to throw garbage away and he saw us and he was like, oh, hey, to Chuck. He was like, I think I do remember you. Were you in Rainbow Chasers? And I was like, dude, that was me. Yeah. And Chuck hated that. And yeah. so in the hotel, he tried to like take me to task for talking too much when the bartender was talking with John Scott. Like yeah. they knew each other. What he acted like I was getting in there too much or yeah. something. You're getting and I your shit in. Yeah. And I wasn't. I'm, I've never really been that guy like always on and fired up no i mean you do talk a little sometimes you know as this your was friend. actually before i talked all the time had my acid trip where <laughs> i realized i needed to shut up more so <laughs> but i definitely I, it time to talk or time to listen <laughs> well that was later <laughs> or no yeah that was before yeah. i realized it's in fact more often than not time to listen <laughs> But yeah, Chuck didn't like that the guy knew Rainbow Chasers and he took it out on me later and it was awkward because I had to like leave the room. We were hanging out. Now, are you sure though? In the hotel room and then I had to bail. That Chuck was, was aware of what Rainbow Chasers is because yeah, he might have him. thought it was a slur for his people <laughs> <laughs> as a homosexual man. Right. No, no. Yeah. He knew. Okay. And he hated it. Yeah. So that was awkward. It's anyway. always nice when your hero is jealous of you. <laughs> anyway, guys. Rest in peace, Chuck Roy. The Chuck Roy Memorial Basketball Tournament is why we're all here. Right here in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck Roy, also French-Canadian. Think about that. Ben Roy, French-Canadian? Yeah, I don't want to either. John Wick is in theaters March 24th, everyone. That is breaking news. (laughs) You heard it here first. Wick is back in theaters. I will be first in line. I'll be seeing that in in Burlington, Vermont at the Vermont Comedy Club. Come out and see me there the 24th and 25th, everyone. Get those tickets. All of our listeners up there, all you maple syrups, just slurping freaks, <laughs> just uh, planting pine trees and drinking apple cider. Take a break from the festivities of March and come and see me. Featuring Claire O'Kane. And Nick Naney. And Nick Naney. <laughs> I hope that uh, my fans don't eat her alive. <laughs> you know? They won't. They won't. They're good she's people. funny. Oh, she's very funny. I haven't seen Nick. She's very funny. But I just, you know, some people don't want to hear a woman or a minority talk, and she's both. So Claire O'Kane, the king of the travelers. Yeah, it's me, Claire O'Kane. <laughs> Yar. I am a traveler, which means I talk like a pirate. I'm priestess of the seas <laughs> and also a bare knuckled brawler. I'd love to see Claire O'Kane fight that fucking big Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce. <laughs> hey, guys, watch Knuckle and then come back into the pod real quick. We'll, we'll do a quick breakdown. <laughs> Hit pause. Go big, to YouTube. Big Joe Joyce, the longest arms on a man. Like yeah. pendulums Gor- and the grandfather clock of time itself. Gorilla-like, yeah. Oh like he could walk on them. Uh-oh, we have a call from Emily. Emily, we're podcasting. Okay, never mind. No, tell us. You're live on the pod. You're on the pod. You're on the pod. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, I have heartburn. <laughs> That's why you called me? Yeah. How jealous of you are that we're hanging out, me and Lund, without you, that you had to call and interrupt to say you had heartburn? I'm really fucking jealous. In the ER, doing stupid, doing stupid shit. All right. And I better be home goofing around with you guys, and I have heartburn. All right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, baby, but I got to get back to this money-making endeavor. <laughs> All right. Same. Bye. Dude, that's the trash man. Yeah. Dude, homeless guy got turned into a trash can. <laughs> they stole our idea. They did. Geico ad. 
We have to edit that thing out with Emily. Why? She can't be. She can't be on here. Her boss said she's not allowed on the pod anymore because it's too inflammatory. Because I'm her patient. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, last night. What? Nothing. Let just, me talk. Let me talk. All right. Just saying. It's my life. <laughs> uh, last night it was funny because we're all hanging out. I've got uh, my elf bar out. Yes, you do. And Emily goes, whoa, Lund, is that yours? And I was like, yeah, a little nicotine vape. Yeah. She goes, oh, I'll have to update your chart. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. How about you be Emily, my friend right now, not Emily, my doctor? Emily, your friend died. <laughs> <laughs> She's been dead since 2020. All right. This fucking vaccine situation killed her. Uh, yeah, now she's always threatening to add things to my chart. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, wow, you're having a third slice of pizza? <laughs> I better add that to your chart. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Chart's getting pretty big. <laughs> yeah, so are you. <laughs> Lots of red flags. More like whitey. <laughs> uh, <coughs> well, I do need to comment on this. Hmm. I had a nice time at South by Southwest. So to all the listeners who sent me nice messages saying, way to go, you're our, you're our friend and we're happy for you, I appreciate that. Because there were some moments throughout my adventures there that were quite intimidating. Overwhelming. But I navigated them effectively. Pants shitting. Yes. <laughs> I was pants shittingly nervous. <laughs> you shit your gauchos. I did. I, then I put it on my head. <laughs> I was like, this is a new kind of hat. <laughs> uh... Must be is that Cuban? Because I'm thinking of Jim Carrey in the mask when I see the the gaucho logo. No, that's like a weird, like a vaquero hat type situation. Oh, okay. There's no Cubans in Santa Barbara. This is a Mexican there influence. There was long ago. No, there weren't. They didn't make it all the way across. Oh. We gave a name to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Before that, you know what they called it? Key West adjacent. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> we had that shit, then we let it slip through our fingers like the sand that they eat. They're greasy from the delicious Cubanos. I would love to have a Cuban sandwich, but I cannot. Because mm. Emily will add it to my chart. <laughs> oh, yeah. You fibbed last night to her. I didn't fib at all. You said. Oh, so you now mis- you're in the Tattletale you Club? You represented your dinner order. Yeah, I did. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> huh? I, I, I said nothing. I didn't corroborate. No, you didn't. I didn't nod along. Yeah. I didn't confirm. Oh, sorry that I wanted to go out and have a nice <laughs> meal with my, I thought, ally and friend, friend and confidant. <laughs> and I, yeah, I got a little tendon in my soup. And that caused quite the kerfuffle. It would have. No, it did at the restaurant. She was like, just tendon. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, we'll have to call the owners and get, yeah. get the board together. <laughs> I got to call old Saigon. Tendon only in your pho? All right, let me call the Viet Cong. <laughs> she talked like Marge. They run everything. I'm Marge Simpson. So yeah, I had tendon in my soup, and I didn't want to tell my wife that, because she would have been jealous that you got to watch me eat meat, <laughs> and she would have put it in my chart. You know, I'll, I'll uh, maybe I premature ejaculate. She'll say, oh, cool, i got to add a page to your chart. <laughs> oh, you know? A whole page. Yeah. Uh-huh. How about your sticky thighs? Yeah. I, uh, maybe, I, maybe I fart really loud in the morning. She says, oh, God, you woke me up. That's going in your chart. Maybe I put my finger out the window to a female driver. She's like, okay, that's going in your chart. I hate my chart. She doesn't even have access to it. She's not supposed to be have access to it. No? No. Huh. I figured she would. She's not my primary care provider. She is yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's got 
unfettered access. And you know what? To my chart. She's also um, other friends and family members of our primary care providers, and she doesn't tell me the hot deets or the cool goss that come off those charts, and I'm pissed. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what your uh, H1C levels are. She won't tell me. Mm, they're they're pretty good. They're probably they be, bad. They could be better. Yeah, right. She said that... Uh, no, she didn't say that. I, see, I want to joke about it, but she's never told me a fucking thing. And it pisses me <laughs> off. It's not allowed. She'll be like, I can't tell you that. That'd be breaking their trust. And I'm like, I'm going to break your jaw. <laughs> you don't spill the fucking deets on Lund. <laughs> What's it look like? How big is it? <laughs> now, she's going to... If if we ever do an in-person checkup, she said she'll have to call in an intern or something to check my jumblies and or back door she said she's gonna have to pass on that she doesn't want to see your dick and balls no she'd rather not and i'd rather it'd be too awkward she told me that's why she went to med school <laughs> to get in there yeah with me or just it's got to be more, no with more you me she's like this is the grand this is the long con as soon as i met lund i realized that we couldn't be together <laughs> because we'd be too compatible but boy, do I want to know how it hangs. <laughs> I want to know how he slangs that meat. <laughs> and that is two more points for these Baylor Bears. Uh, yes, Austin was cool. I met um, a couple of people down there. There's a couple of people you might have heard of. Uh, ben and Jerry. <laughs> the ice cream conglomerate. They were there. They offered me a sponsorship deal. <laughs> they, they have their own flying car yeah runs on ice cream dude so you buy ice cream from you but so you buy the car from them mm-hmm. you buy the ice cream from them mm-hmm. and then you put the ice cream into the car you drive where to the ice cream store to get more fuel yep it is a win-win-win for those two hippies from vermont it's crazy that they're putting um electric charging stations for drone cars at all the ben and jerry's locations throughout the country Mm-hmm. That's the only place you're going to be able to go and charge your electric drone car. Yeah. No, Driven they, by a Japanese pilot. They figured it out. And historically, not my favorite pilot. Not the ones that really give me the most confidence. You know? What if they had a bad day? What if they've got a vendetta to settle? Now I'm just collateral damage? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? I do. I remember. All right. I was there. The events of Dub Dub Dose. I fought in World War II. I'm not going to say which side. Yeah. (laughs) That gets messy. Uh I was young. (laughs) Um, uh, Who was was I talking to down there that loved the pod? And they said, oh, a man named Adam. He said that he uh, was a big Lund guy and he wishes that you just did Lund only episodes. And I said, he tried that for about a year and a half. (laughs) It was called One on Lund (laughs) and uh, it didn't work. It was it was tough. Yeah, uh, my whole idea with it was that open the archive, inter- Nathan. I would interact with people uh, on Facebook, and it, if it would have continued, I probably would have eventually tried to do like Twitch or something. Yeah, um, but yeah, I was trying to do it like during the day, during the week. So a lot of people were at work, not on Facebook, or not able to interact. Watch video. You had a bunch of widowers on there. Yeah. (laughs) Being like... Slim pickings. uh (laughs) My life alert keeps going off. (laughs) Help me up, Nathan. How do I share this picture of my grandson's 15th birthday party? This little man in my Apple TV won't shut up. It's it's you. (laughs) Did you ever have a web TV? No. Oh, my God. We had one in our kitchen, dude. That thing made whacking brutal. 
Why? Because it was in the kitchen. Oh. And my mom would be like, oh, I have to go to the pantry real quick. And I'd be like, just <laughs> 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 tearing at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I used to whack like a like a like a parachute, you know, when you're like jumping out of a plane and the first parachute doesn't open, <laughs> you just start ripping at all the cords. <laughs> yeah, that was me just destroying my young fertile cock. You're trying to pull it off. Yeah, it's like I want to get rid of this thing. <laughs> this, <sucks. laughs> this is a curse. <laughs> <laughs> got to get rid of this anchor, or else I'm gonna drown. Um, I got to hang out with William Montgomery a lot this weekend or this week. Earlier this week, my God, the time <laughs> it disappears. I uh, meet his parents. I do too. Francis and Delilah Ray or whatever. <laughs> I'm mm, sure. I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah. no, it's fun. Uh huh. A couple of fun. Like, I know Francis is one of them. Southern, not royalty, but like oh, they're upper class, right? Uh, we've, sure. We, we've done quite well for ourselves. We only wear lavender in the spring. We don't talk about it, but yes, we did make some wise investments in the early 1910s. <laughs> yeah, we, we invested pretty well, our family, in about 1862. <laughs> we really came out on top of that one. Who knew? Who knew that the world would change in the way that best benefited our bank accounts? But we were a bit prescient on those investments. <laughs> Bury me in seersucker so I can go on God's boat. <laughs> I don't want to be unseasonable when I meet Jesus Christ. God has a boat. God's got a boat, and I want to be his first mate for eternity. <laughs> and we all know that when you go to heaven, whatever outfit you die in, that's what you wear for all of eternity. That's why I feel bad. That's why I feel bad for all those mascots who pass away in the heat. <laughs> they can't remove their mascot helmets for the rest of their eternal beginnings and endings. <laughs> oh, dude. I uh, had a guy come into the bar Wednesday who uh, hadn't seen in a while. We got to talking, and somehow wrestling came up. And uh, somehow, like, I, well, I can't remember. You didn't, you didn't navigate the conversation to your wheelhouse. No, I think he brought it up. Maybe he's trying to connect with you. Oh, I think I, I was telling him about like traveling for comedy or something. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I used to, I used to wrestle." And so I've been to Mexico a couple times. He said he was supposed to go to Japan, but he got hurt in a match and uh couldn't make the trip but he had wrestled in like ireland germany i think a lot of deathmatch wrestling so mm. that uh, must have been a lot did he but, was he all fucked up looking mm, he looks like he maybe got dropped on his head a couple times for yeah. sure took a cheese grater to the forehead right yeah but uh he said his uh i was like what was your finish he said he would do a uh pop-up pile driver which i have not seen done pop-up ever before wait so like the d'lo brown like under the armpit pop-up well so it's like kevin owens will do a pop-up power bomb where throw the guy off the ropes yeah like like uppy like, like when lift, you toss a yeah, kid like, in the air yes yeah okay catch him power bomb him yeah but this dude was doing a pop-up into a pile driver and i was like that's insane dude shit and he said, yeah, you know, a lot of guys didn't know how to how to take it, so we'd have to go through it a couple of times before the match. Um, how does that fucking work? That you have to pop them up and then they do a front flip in the air? They have to kind of lean, like turn their body so that their head is going 
straight into the mat. Oh my god! Trust that he will catch them. And uh, I wonder he wasn't allowed in Japan. Deliver them safely. They do strong style, but they do safe style over there too. Oh no, they're dropping each other on their heads left and right. They love it. <laughs> only if they're Korean. <laughs> they, it's personal over there. There's no botches. There's only planned mistakes. Mm, coordinated so, attack. So you have a best friend now in Trinidad who was a wrestler. My guy, Madman Pondo. <laughs> was no, it Pondo? It wasn't Madman Pondo. Okay, that's a real guy. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know what his uh, what his name was. He told me, but I can't think of it. Lasavius Vandemore. Yes, it's a southern gentleman. One of the Montgomerys. I don't have to wrestle, but it is my passion. I choose to because it brings me life. Daddy's money from the oil and natural gas fields put me through wrestling school, and I developed a taste for blood and violence. My family used to own people, <laughs> and now <laughs> we own the squared circle. <laughs> The confines of that ring are like a grave that I claw my way out of every day. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a wrestler. Dude, we've talked about it. It's funny to imagine any other profession where you have to travel and entertain people mm-hmm. because ours is you show up and you ask if there's a microphone and there is and then you're, Sometimes you're there's going, not. And then you go in the green room. Yeah, we well, yeah, there's horror stories. Yeah. But, um with any like regular show or whatever a comedy mm-hmm. club or whatever then there's low bar and usually it's met and with yeah anything like when we talk to those uh your cowboy buddies your uh the bronco, bronco busters busters yeah, yeah. rodeo daddies and I their belt buckle bunnies i couldn't imagine <clears throat> the travel that we have to do which is a lot and it's uh lonely all of all of that applies to them and then being in physical pain yeah their actual uh entertainment their avenue of uh profession involves violence potential death Mm -hmm. i mean live animals i I took a pint glass to the head but that's once out of thousands of performances i almost smashed a guy over the head with a bar stool just to make sure you knew i was your friend just to protect me okay here's here's some big news <laughs> breaking news on the pod emily and i are flying frontier tonight to las vegas <gasps> and this is my seat assignment 2a yes what <laughs> yes that's a victory for me that's insane. That is nuts. Two A. Two A. What Emily used to have before her tits came in. You bought the tickets last, and night. now I'm taking the ride, baby. That seems so like I guess because there's a lot of flights to Vegas. I don't know. You have a lot of options. Like you said, it's a later flight, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's tonight as opposed to. Tonight's gonna be a good night. <laughs> I wonder what she got. Tonight's gonna be a very bad night. I arrive and then I go to the South Point Casino to do the dirty at twelve thirty on St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Oh. And not Fat Patrick's Day, which was every day living here with Patrick. <laughs> As he would not come out of there. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes, but um oh we could both have bad shows tonight because i'm at the coffee joint yeah which doesn't have a liquor license because they sell weed Mm -hmm. i believe that's totally legal no one should be mad at them and you can (laughs) that's their right yes and you can imbibe and enjoy that weed in the establishment 
So I, uh, at first, was relieved uh, at the idea of doing a show on St. Patrick's Day without the ability for people to get thwacked out yep. um, and, and, and boisterous. But then I was told that there are shows at other similar uh, venues where people are, are just getting very stoned. So it could be a quiet... Remember the Dab Lounge? Yes, the Dab Lounge. Yeah, that, that Juggalo daycare down there in the was, Springs? That was a scene, man. That was, that a, was a happening spot. That was a weird... That was a vibe before a vibe was a descriptor. It was a weird place that we would go down and and, and try to swing for the fences yep. due to uh, friendship with Ben Verbeck. One Ben Verbeck, who is... Wrangler Benny V. Who's getting a tattoo now. Ben Verbeck's going to take a break from fucking a bunch of really hot 22-year-olds to get a tattoo of my body on his body. What? Yeah, and then whenever he takes his dick out, they're going to have to look at my face because he's getting it on his dick. I knew a guy who had a dragon on his dick. Remember Mike, that white supremacist Mike, who gave us my toe tattoos and some of your tattoos, I think? He was a white supremacist? He, was, he had to go to prison when he was like 13. He had to join up. He wasn't a white supremacist. He was just doing what he had to do to survive. He was institutionalized. <laughs> But anyway, he had a dragon on his dick, and he show he like showed us all one time, and I was like, "Well, this is great, <laughs> this is fun." This white supremacist just showing me his fat cock in front of my then girlfriend. <laughs> that was a bummer. That's you have nuts. to be hard the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He said he had to tape it off as they fucking gouged him with guitar strings and bic ink. He got that. He got that tattoo in prison. No way. Yes. <laughs> he got the Grand Dragon himself. <laughs> yeah, we're picturing a, a, a mythical creature with wings, but it was a Grand Dragon. It was a hooded figure. Right, it's just yeah. some old fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, I don't believe in that stuff, man. You talk like this, man. He'd be like, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't so. think that's who tatted me. No, you got tatted by Nil Cam's Bog. friend, Nilbog, yeah. who we paid in beers. That's right. Yeah, and he was like <laughs> pretty butt. tanked by the end of giving us all each like six tattoos that day. I was all manic, and I like kept saying that he should use the same needle for Megan and yeah. myself, and he yeah. was like, I can't do it, man. And I was like, I'm just fucking around. See, I know you're not going to do it, so the fun is that I'm insisting that you do it. I was like trying to explain why I was funny. Yeah, and then He's Chuck like, Roy was like, wrap it up, kid. Yeah, you're talking too much. Hey, kid, come on. Use the same ink for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same ink. Um, I feel like I should um, divulge some of my uh, adventures in Austin because the listener base has asked me specific questions about one Joseph Rogan's comedy club. Yeah, you were in there. I was in there. Um, it. I imagine it's like getting in there was probably the same as like the amount of security that it is to get into Epstein's plane. You know what I mean? There's just like uh, five giant Marines all wearing tight T-shirts, probably like ex-Massad agents and people are coming in. They're, they're the people putting your phones in a yonder bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are these like big men, you know, who work for one Joseph Rogan. Then you go in the green room and Tony Hinchcliffe is uh, chain smoking and shadow boxing and, Ron White is getting his hair combed by Whitney Cummings. <laughs> you know, uh, William Montgomery's doing bits with someone that he thinks is Felipe Esparza, and it's just a pile of coats. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then there's me, just trying to be the only bastion of sanity in this strange spot. Uh, I went on stage there. William Montgomery brought me on. William went first, which is a wild thing to do to a bunch of people who were probably on drugs. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing William in there. Um, and then I went on and had a very good set. And then uh, I get off stage. And who's standing backstage when I go to leave? Joseph Rogan and David Chappelle. <laughs> and they both dapped me up and said nice things. And then I floated out of there as if my feet were made of magnets and the ground was made of steel. Uh, and uh, does that work? No. No, because I would stick to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So the ground would also <laughs> have to be made of the reverse polarity of the magnets so that were my feet. That's right. That's what you're telling you'd me. you'd be moonwalking. Yeah. I'd be sliding around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ron White, always nice to me. I appreciate that, Ronnie. He did end up uh, doing Ronnie Wanna White and standing <laughs> <No>. ovation. <laughs> Justification for you. It, it tore the room in half. And then He's he was done, isn't he? He was just hanging out, right? No, he does stand up. Oh, I thought he said goodbye. No, he quit drinking. Stash. He doesn't drink anymore. Well, yeah, but <clears throat> our friend Chris Voth was doing uh, shows with him and then they wrapped up a tour and. Maybe he's done with Voth. the tour schedule kind I think of. He thing. had enough Voth. Oh, yeah. he's lying to Chris. Yeah. Like, After this, I'm done, man. I'm just not gonna do it anymore. <laughs> and then he just starts booking a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. So yeah. So I do. I do that show, and you know, I got dapped up by those two uh, kings of New Spain, and then I left to go do another show where Godfrey and I goofed around for a bit. And Doug Benson looked like me from both the future and the past. Mm. It was weird to be to be after Benson, to be A.B., as I call it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's up there wearing like a jacket and also like one glove, like one fingerless glove, no. I think. Yeah, but then it turned out it wasn't a fingerless glove. It was just how it went through his jacket pocket. Mm. It's very weird. I was sitting back there. Yeah, yeah. I was really lost in the sauce that is the Benz man. <laughs> I kept calling him Benson. Todd Berry thought it was funny. That was the only person. Todd B was hanging out. Todd Berry was there, and I went from having a nice, positive interaction with Todd Berry, where I was, I was like, he was looking at me across the green room, and I was like, T-Man. And he went, I am the T-Man. <laughs> and then he kept looking at me, and he's like, are you Sam Talent? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you wrote a book. I read your book. And I was like, oh, right on. Thank you, T-Man. And he's like, another compliment from the T-Man. <laughs> and I, we laughed. But then later on, that same night, I was walking and I came out of an alleyway from behind Rogan's Club and the T-Man was walking with a slice of pizza and someone else. And I was like, T-Man. And he went, huh. <laughs> and like sped up. <laughs> it's like, who else is the giant man calling you the T-Man, Todd? You can't remember from an hour and a half ago? <laughs> he we, moved on. He, I guess so. He's, he likes to keep the green room and the real world separate. Yeah, but he was like afraid <laughs> when I hit him with the T-Man in public. Were you sitting down when you were interacting in the green room? Yeah, I was sitting on the couch. Then I stood up, went over and shook his hand and we okay. goofed a little so bit. He saw how big you are. He knew how big I was? He forgot. Yeah, he's a fan. He's got goldfish memory from all of so. his contact sports. <laughs> yeah, from the lacrosse he plays. <laughs> he got banged up. Oh, yeah, and then banged out. And it shows. Yeah. When you see him after a couple hours, it's like you have to introduce yourself all over again. Yeah, I'm like, T-Man? You're the high (laughs) T-Man? I'm the same T-Man. 
do you want to get some tea man <laughs> that was my interaction with the bear bear uh <laughs> so yes um but then i went back to rogan's club after my godfrey adventure and uh went up there and it's insane up there now because Chappelle's there and all of his people are in there and everyone's trying to bother him so adam egid who you might be you might be on thin ice buddy what egid might be in egid might be my new best friend oh yeah all right. well, good you have your that. wrestler guy no, I don't want the wrestler Sorry, guy. Sorry, dude. You got the wrestler guy. I just I've wanted got... to be a customer. No. I got the Eeg man. We hung out very late one night, and then we had dinner the next night, and uh, he was in there telling me some very like uh, you know heavy things about his relationship with one Norman McDonald, and uh, you know, just like I was like rapped. I was listening. I was supporting him. We were holding hands a little you were, bit. You were rapping. I was, I was like, Norm McDonald. In the ground. <laughs> what are you going to do? Pout around? <laughs> Get over it, Egot. <laughs> Quit being a... So, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Egret, fly away from your pain. <laughs> you got to learn how to maintain. <laughs> T-Man, coming in. I'm Todd Berry, I guess. <laughs> He doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, am I doing this? So much CTE. Uh, am I Todd Berry now? <laughs> so, yeah. So he gets telling me all this shit and like, you know, like tearing. He like, he was like so like uh, eager to reveal this stuff to me that he couldn't eat a fucking cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. He kept like falling apart. And then at one point, like the bun was on his head, like a little yarmulke. <laughs> a little gaucho. Yeah. It's like, dude, eat the <laughs> burger. You're spazzing. So we have a we our our courtship is very intense and rapid because of all these sweet things and comparisons he's making, and then uh, out of nowhere, this like dude named Gareth who works there, <laughs> who was a known entity to Egot, uh, he came from behind the water changing station after these like very heavy revelations from Egot, and he said gentlemen your anecdotes amuse me <laughs> and egot went jesus christ gareth how long have you been standing there <laughs> and then he just ducked back into his little man cubby <laughs> this garrett guy says stuff like doth and oh, yeah you said he busted out doth a couple times. he said doth a couple times yes he said that uh, the menu was replete with options Wouldst thou, gentlemen, require an additional pouring of Starry, formerly known as Sierra Mist? <laughs> Dude, Starry was everywhere at South by. Oh, shit. <laughs> they were giving it away. Whoa. Starry was everywhere, and so were the Sonic brand uh, hard seltzers. Sonic drive-thru? Sonic drive-thru hard seltzers oh, were like everywhere, water, dude. Yeah. Cherry limeade. Yeah, they were sponsoring the Heart Creek in the Cave after party. So people were just like drinking Sonic branded cups all the time, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But everyone was like, with what? That, what? the good ice? No, no good ice. Just normal bar ice. Uh, yeah. Should have brought their own ice. Yes. That's what people want. So shout out to Gareth if you're listening, you weird up close magic performing freak <laughs> with your slick back ponytail and your eager ears. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went back to Rogan's Club and uh, Ronnie Dangerfield's wife was there, Joan Dangerfield. Joni D. She was a guest of Whitney Cummings. Mm-hmm. And she came up to me and she said, I really liked your joke you did about clown hair. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much. And then she walked away and I turned to Egot and William and I was like, 
didn't do a joke about clown hair. <laughs> What's she talking about? <laughs> What's going on here? She saw you on stage, but she, she had her own audio playing. Yeah. And involved somebody who sounds like Rodney. Right. Talking about clown hair. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed your joke about clown hair. You know, <laughs> it's indeed ridiculous. It's crazy that they have hair, but yet the clowns. I don't understand. <laughs> what is this? What is this Venn diagram of belief systems we get lost in when one does enjoy the humor of a clown? We know it's a wig. What if it's not? Anyway, away with me. Whitney! <laughs> Fetch the Falcons. <laughs> Fetch the drone car. And then on my way out of the club, I said, thank you for having me, Joe Rogan. And he said, hey, man, no problem. We exchanged phone numbers. And now... We'll see what happens. You've got a cold bath coming your way. I would love to be dipped by Rogan. Jay Rogan. What if he's like, hey, man, you want to do the pod? Uh, first thing, I got to wash you. I got to clean you off. <laughs> 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 you can't come into this podcast studio looking like that and smelling like this. Yeah. And he holds up a bag of dung. <laughs> it's Patrick's <laughs> brother. Oh, that was, a, that was a Patreon. Listen to the Patreon we did last night. It was completely unhinged. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we were all stoned to the bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even think about it, but yeah, it is until it was too late. But yep. it is a whole different vibe. Yeah, when we are together, and then if we're stony baloney, and also if it's late, that was one a.m. It was late. We were yeah. eager to get to knuckling. Yeah, knuckle was queued up, dude. I wish we could get Joe Joyce, Big Joe Joyce, on the pod. He's well, maybe he's not. Dead. How is he? De- he's not dead. Those guys don't die. Yeah, they bury him standing up so the crows don't take to the fields. Mm. That's what. That's how you bury a king of the gypsies, buried above ground. Yeah, you let him protect his crops. It's an oxymoron, but life's complicated. They're not big on logic. <laughs> I dip me knuckles in petrol to make him hard as a stone. <laughs> I batter a man. I leave him a hospital case. Yeah, that is a wild ride, knuckle. Uh, Patrick was getting scared at the end. Did you notice that? He Mm-mm. thought something awful was going to happen. No, what? And he got scared. He well, he just said something like, "How do, does this does this end with something really bad? Does somebody die?" <laughs> no, he was scared. Whoa, he was scared. What did he say? He was listening to a podcast that involves paranormal phenomenon. Oh yeah, about Greeley. While he was driving, I think from here to Greeley or from Denver to Greeley. Yep. And he was getting scared mm-hmm. by the podcast. And then I think he started a new episode and it involved something that happened in Greeley, Colorado. Yeah. And he got so scared that he had to turn it off mm-hmm. so that he could drive without his hands shaking on the steering wheel. Yeah. Didn't didn't you lose a little respect for him? That's no, insane. because I respect people who get scared. You said that Creech left town for a couple of no, days. No, don't tell him. And you convinced yourself the house was haunted. So That's different. It's okay <laughs> if people that, are scared. That wasn't a podcast about something happening years ago. That was just you alone in your house. That was me in the present moment being scared of a potential specter. Uh, moving my things. I like my things where I put them. That's why I put them there. So it wasn't like the ghost qualities. It wasn't the malevolence. It was just that you're very well organized. I was scared Look of at this guy. the chaos. Look at this pile of meat. Is that linebacker in a basketball outfit? He's playing for NC State, man. Look at him. Young Zion. He's going to have 
injuries like young Zion. His feet are going to hurt. A bunch of micro fractures. Yeah. He's going to have shark foot. So you didn't want them to know that you get spooked easily? I was saying that... Now they're going to be jumping out of alleyways giving you the Todd Berry treatment. <laughs> I was saying how uh, Megan is used to me being gone because I'm gone often. She is normally not gone when I'm there. Yeah. So I'm spoiled. Yes, you are. It and, smells. And she... <laughs> the meat's rotten. The milk's gone bad. <laughs> uh, when she goes out of town and leaves me at home, it's weird. I'm not used to it. I don't like it. No. And yeah, when years ago when we were in Denver, I got a little spooked. It felt like there was something in the ho- in the apartment with me. And it wasn't the dogs. But what do you think it is? Do you think it's like a, a copa? Do you think it's like a projection of your inner evil that's there to uh, like like a shadow version of you? No, no. I think tolpa is actually the term. Tolpa. Tolpa. Mm. Gaucho. Like when Kulots? a gaucho dies, he turns into a <laughs> tolpa. Uh, no, it's just, I don't know. It's just without her in the house, uh, it's a little quieter. I don't know. She's always banging around, usually bumping into stuff. Yeah, yeah, hitting her head on cabinets. (laughs) (laughs) Getting dizzy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I freaked myself out for sure. I I also think I was getting super stoned, and so that can lend itself to, what was that? You You know, know, there's a little bit of that. And she is about to go to savannah for a week with her mom which means she's coming home haunted that's a scary she's place she's gonna bring a ghost with her she yeah is, that's right yeah. i uh-huh. told her you better not and she was like uh it's not really under my control yeah i'm just a vessel i do what i want if a ghost decides to hop along for the ride <laughs> then yeah uh we might have a ghost in our new trinidad home yeah but what's a home in southern colorado if it doesn't have a ghost it's nothing <laughs> you think that's that's part of the charm do you think you're gonna be the only person left holding the bag for trinidad or are you gonna jump ship before all the mice get off the boat <laughs> i don't know because everyone who tricked you into moving down there is slowly leaving no wally <laughs> moved to pueblo uh, yeah uh-huh. don't make it sound like there's an exodus what are you writer for the westward in 2013 <laughs> just saying man <laughs> call me brie davies uh no wally uh and his wife and kids are moving to pueblo Mm -hmm. because there's uh just i don't know more better schools there's more rubes to fleece up there (laughs) (laughs) uh pueblo is still a little bit of a a hard town yeah it is i think he's gonna get a lot of stink eyes and mean mugs oh he's gonna get a lot of indian burns and purple nurples (laughs) (laughs) yeah a bunch of bullies in pueblo yeah a bunch of dead legs and horse bites it's not gonna be easy for him (laughs) is a horse bite that yeah it hurts yeah that's a pinch yeah that's a lot yeah i don't like it probably would be the same if you just did that right what is this that gives you more force because now you're exerting oh. with your finger and not just your thumb. There's a fulcrum. Here, get over here. No, come don't on. Don't you come horse on. bite me. Come on, I'm hungry. I'll take my shirt off and start wailing on you with my petrol hands. <laughs> 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 Those videos they send each other are so stupid. They're Watch Knuckle, hilarious. everyone. I'm sorry to keep doing so many Knuckle uh, jokes, but one of the best documentaries ever made. This guy follows uh, a traveler family around for like 12 years. Yeah. 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 97 to 2009, he interacts with several 
families. Well, I guess it's kind of one. They're all one family. Well, no, that some of them are related, some aren't. But yeah, Dude, there's I, like several. There was one drifter who banged some lady who was caught in a bog, <laughs> and then that's where they all sprung from. Yeah, that's the travelers. But yeah, they yeah they <laughs> they make videos where it's like wrestling promos, and you can't understand a word they say. Talking shit. Yeah, the uh, the captions are just like get the, capture the essence. They're so of what succinct. They're yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a whole other type of English mm-hmm. that they're speaking yeah. from the, from the old country. Yeah, and it is uh, some of it is kind of poetic. Like, what is? I'll beat any Joyce that ever came out of an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and then he calls his butthole his Joyce hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kiss my Joyce's hole. Uh huh. Or he said, you insulted every Joyce that ever walked on two legs. Yeah. It's like, well, how many Joyces does that leave out? Oh, yeah. it's, all, it's all of them. Yeah. Well, don't let's not forget about Randy, who took that skateboard <laughs> all the way from Dundarney to Dublin, <laughs> just pushing along on his palms as if they were toes and fingers and feet. <laughs> there's, a, there's a commercial now that has a fucking skateboarding half man. Oh, yeah, I can't get enough one. of it. You got spooked last night. Yeah. Oh, God. Dude, I do not like a half man. <laughs> Because I'm never looking. They're not in my, like, attack radius. They're down below. They are. I don't look down at the ground. I'm not navel gazing. I'm keeping my eyes to the sky, you know? You don't look for uh, dog shit, human poop. No. Vomit. You're just stepping in whatever is in front of you. I got a sixth sense for avoiding dung. Oh, okay. Yeah, any street piles, I don't step in them. When your eyes are looking up high, your nose is on alert for down below. My nose is exactly pointed at the ground when my eyes are up high. God had a pretty good blueprint when he made us, didn't he? He sure did, yeah. He thought of everything. <laughs> they want to be able to walk around and see the sights. Yeah. But what if they step in shit? Oh, I know. I'll have the smell detection device. Also, I don't think stepping installed. in shit was bad back then. I think it was probably good luck. Because <laughs> then you could just go like rub it in your, your carrot patch and you had fertilizer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you take it home with you. Yeah, you put it in the patch. Free mulch. Where are we going to eat after this? Ooh, I don't know, but I hope it's as good as yesterday. I couldn't decide between pho and a bon mi, and I said, what are you doing? You're a gadabout with mm-hmm. a couple bucks in your pocket and a friend who's going to surprise him by paying for, the, for it anyway. So yeah, get right. two things. You just assumed. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was going to pay for mine because I, I, I was naughty <laughs> and had two things. You were slowly, You were. I went to pay and you were like, no, allow me. No, I, no, you're no. slowly backing up towards the door. <laughs> I wasn't doing the Patrick. No, you weren't. <laughs> I would have taken my wallet out. <laughs> I tried to insist I on know. splitting the bill and you said, no, no. I don't mind. You're, you're my favorite person. You're my favorite guy after Adam Egan. No. I'm sorry. Adam's in. Lund's out. Updated power rankings. Yes. <laughs> Show me falling to number three. You've become Montana State. Shout out to um, whoever sent you those two uh, paintings, oh, drawings. Fuck, yeah. Uh, who was that? I don't know. I think it's written on there. Okay, well... We'll have to try and shout out their work so that you guys can all check out uh, what we have. Maybe we can upload pictures. But there's two. So I get one and you get one. And it's Dead Comedians. and each, Dead Comedian Society. Each one has like 10 beloved uh, entertainers who have passed on. It looks like the guy's name is A.D. Winamp. <laughs> I remember I remember when Am. That's you could his, have different skins. That's his signature. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh-huh. 
I was listening to a lot of bad music on Winamp. <laughs> a lot of loud shit. Uh, but yeah, they are uh, very impressive. Uh, the portrayals of all of these uh, beloved comedians who have who have moved on to the next realm, and a couple people who we couldn't identify. There's a there's like Otto and George, the ventriloquist dummy, is on there. Right, but but the but the depictions are are, are very accurate. The it's renderings just, are immaculate. Some of, some of these folks, yeah, have been gone for a long time. I just sat down. I sat on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks oh shit yeah and if i move now i'm gonna be queasy so i just have to kind of pin them until we're done with this uh, oh figure it out i don't oh, oh god Un- unleash but yeah what you've got uh farley gilda radner candy john candy oh uh we're not looking michael at carter <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a little inappropriate to to depict Michael Carter's hanging body. Yeah, that was a, a little int- a, like everybody else is like smiling and their eyes are full of light. And then Michael Carter, it was like, did, were you, was this a crime scene photo that you used? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that's not good. No, that's a lot. Lund, Sorry, tell them where you're gonna be. Michael, please don't haunt me. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I think that the bar is haunted, but that the because uh, <sighs> one of the former owners, Al Mantelli, uh, passed probably fifteen years ago. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like there's something going on, but I don't think that I get a bunch of shit because I clean the hell out of that bar every night. Yes, you do. I leave it sparkling, and so I think Al uh, smiles upon me, and then uh, maybe is a little more menacing to some of the other staff, some of the. Slackers that we have that will maybe not do as good of a job as L would like. Dude, Taco Bell is doing a cheese wrapped double stuffed burrito now. Oh yeah, those aren't that good. What? But they're wrapped in cheese. They're crispy cheese on the outside. Oh, maybe that's new. I don't know. If I Fuck, that man, one. that sounds so good. <laughs> I really smushed my guys. <laughs> uh, I mashed my own new potatoes. Total nightmare. Yeah, we're wrapping up. What? Yeah, we hit an, we hit more than an hour. Plugging dates. Yeah, we gave these people a nice taste of our lives behind the curtain. So I haven't been mentioning some of my dates that are further out, but I might as well because I want people to get tickets. Uh, I will be returning to the Savage Henry Comedy Club in July, July fourteenth and fifteenth. I'll be up in beautiful Humboldt County. Was that for Oyster Festival? California. No, I know. I just picked a weekend. Nice before. Uh, a little bit before my 41st birthday. Oh, yeah. Eureka, California. At Durant gave me the wrong date for the festival, and then he hit me up yesterday, and he's like, you still good for October 5th? And I was like, no, I'm good for October 12th, the date you told me. And he's like, oh, bother. <laughs> <laughs> he's Winnie the Pooh in it. Well, yeah, so that's uh, July 14th and 15th in Northern California. And then uh, June uh, 10th, I'll be in Oklahoma City, thanks to James Neem. And uh, I'm hoping that I can do Tulsa June 9th. I need to uh, try and figure that out, get that uh, arranged. I'm going in backwards order. May 19th and 20th, (laughs) I'll be at the Comedy Cabin, thanks to Two Beers with Nathan. That's in Janesville, Wisconsin. It's a good club. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to check it out. I haven't been in uh, Wisconsin outside of Milwaukee and Madison. And Eau Claire. 
and Eau Claire. So I've been all over beautiful Wisconsin. (laughs) Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't been to Janesville. So uh, hopefully, I'll have a Janesville addiction. Nice. After that weekend. Oh, so you already have your opener? Hmm? You already have your opener. That. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) There'll be like two guys in the back being like, "I'll do the right." I'll do morning radio. (laughs) And. throw that out there <laughs> be sure to move some last minute tickets uh providence rhode island the 23rd there's 10 tickets left for the second show uh burlington comedy club i'm out there vermont comedy club come out and see me the 24th 25th new hartford connecticut the 26th there's still a couple tickets left for union hall the second show in new york city on the 30th of march Morgantown, I'll be out there for the Comedy Festival on the 30th, 31st, actually, breaking news. Paris, if you live in Paris for some reason, come see me. I'll be out there the 6th through the 13th. I get back the 13th and headline Comedy Works in Denver, and I am happy to say there are less than 30 tickets left for that, thanks to the Josh Blue bump. Thank you, Josh Blue. Come on out. See me April 13th at Comedy Works, Cedar Rapids, the 14th, 15th, 16th in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm all over the world. The 19th at Helium Philly of April. I'm so bad at this. Houston Secret Group, the 20th, the 21st in Lafayette, Louisiana. Come out. See your boy. Sniff my rump. Give my leg a hump. And if I sit on my balls, you better get out of the way. We mentioned that wild Patreon episode from last night. You can check that out by going to patreon.com. That was a hoot. Chubby Behemoth. Yeah, get on there. Lots of uh, great episodes on the Patreon. If you're not listening to the Patreon, you're totally beefing it. You're squeefing your own dangle. It would be like reading every other page of a novel. Yeah. Right? You're going to miss out on some stuff. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna lose the plot. Yeah. If you don't get the full Magilla. I mean, I'm just trying to make your life better. You spend five dollars a fucking day on you know, what do these people spend their money on? Uh, an egg sandwich from Panera Bread. <laughs> Nicotine gum. <laughs> yeah, you get your Zen in. Why don't you get some fucking chubby B? Yeah. We're really kicking ass over there. Lund says it. No. Yeah. No. I name names of people who have them and people who I wish had them. <laughs> i do i'm always like that'd be sick if she had him huh and you're like yeah fantasy booking yeah (laughs) fantasy boobing (laughs) so join that patreon and hey do something nice for someone else today go gauchos (laughs) go gauchos they lost already now how do i stop this lund